Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Breaking news. Well, not breaking news. It's the week's news. Hello, I'm Jay. Welcome to the Untitled <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. I am joined by the tribal chief, the head of the table. Troy, how are you, Troy? I'm glad that I'm still being acknowledged. That's the main thing. That's the biggest takeaway of this week. Aside from that, good. I've had I've had a couple of top rope brewing at uh, top rope brewery's finest cans. Uh, I've been out in the sun. I'm having a bloody lovely nice. evening. I'm very good. How are you? I am also very good. I'm about to crack open some beers. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, shall we? Shall we do some news though before that? Let's do some news, mate. There's there's a lot to get through. There's wow. Well, there's, there's there's a couple there's of big, big big talking points. Kind of dominators. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so I'll just get straight into it. Um. So first off, uh, a group of yet to be utilized stars were set to comprise a new group in WWE. Uh, created off the uh, creative had plans. Uh, for Chelsea Green, who obviously has been released now, Vanessa Bourne and Santana Garrett to portray a Pussycat Dolls meets Charlie's Angels kind of group. Um, Bourne had been called up to the main roster early 2020. She was someone who was kind of rumoured to be a part of Retribution and that never came to light. Or was that she? never came to uh, fruition, rather. Uh, yeah, they did like the bit where, because <clears throat> she's got like long curly uh, hair. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, they did a bit where... She, Balaclava, and you could see a hair sticking out of it. Like, oh, oh there she is. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Uh, that was when everyone was in retribution at some point. Basically, anyone that didn't have something to do was a member yeah. of retribution, just under a mask. When, when they definitely didn't have Cedric Alexander wearing a mask, screaming at the camera on an episode <laughs> of SmackDown. Definitely, definitely not um, Cedric. But it was absolutely Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. <laughs> Santana Garrett was also called up uh, in 2020 summer. Um, Summer of 2020, even sorry, uh, and had only appeared in the Royal Rumble since. Uh, she was a surprise entrant. Obviously, we were all yeah. like, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, yeah. She was there for two. Sadly, um, they met with they met with writers about the idea. Uh, didn't end up happening. But shame. A couple Shitter. of talented people they could yeah, do something man. with there. Yeah, I, the last time I remember, like a kind of an all-women's faction was the Riot Squad in their first inception. I don't really recall anyone since. Like, there's been women's tag teams, but as we always say about the women's tag division, it's just people cobbled together rather than, like, an established tag team. That would have been pretty cool. Disappointing. I mean, I don't know if I'm sold on the whole Pussycat Dolls meets Charlie's Angels. That sounds very John Laurinaitis territory. I mean, it's brother, brother love at the height of his powers there. And so that, yeah. That's that's all you need to know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's but, a shame. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See what the uh, see what they do with them. Yeah. Maybe uh, they'll do like Garrett and Bourne. I've seen. True. Yeah, could do. 
moving on, Fightful Select are reporting that the WWE Raw after Mania didn't go as planned for fans or for WWE for that matter. And when asked about those in the company, um, we were given some reasons why. Originally, Riddle was not planned to take on Bobby Lashley, but those we spoke to said that there were more wrestlers banged up and not cleared after Mania than normal. Among those, a couple were precautionary due to COVID symptoms, and we were told that the brand was just short-handed in general. You don't say, it was shite. I mean, we haven't seen AJ and Omos for two weeks. That's mental. You've just crowned new tag team champions. Yeah, we haven't seen just, it for a fortnight. Just one tag title. Mental. Mental. So I'm guessing that I'm guessing within that like group. Um Yeah. But yes, yeah, it even crazy. even then there was still it just felt like they just weren't bothered about using many. It just people. couldn't be asked. It really it was just really, really lackluster. Yeah. There was nothing to it, there's no substance. <clears throat> Considering you were just coming back off a really good mania, in my opinion. Like a really yeah. enjoyable mania. Two like pretty solid nights. Granted night one better in my opinion but on the whole a solid mania back in front of fans for the first time in a year everyone's always excited for the raw after mania and it was an absolute letdown like injuries and stuff aside and you know people isolating like surely you still pull something out the bag like how do you put on that as a raw after mania yeah like usually you get some kind of return or some kind of i mean it was um, one debut well, there's two. They're, they're counting two because they think Charlotte's class to as well. Get out. Which she was, no she was off for three weeks. It's um, not a return. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's just. It was just shite, wasn't it? Let's it was crap. Say as it was. Yeah, it was crap. It was shite. Even SmackDown yeah. wasn't great because of that. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something because SmackDown is usually the standout. You can usually rely on SmackDown to kind of claw it back if Raw is, is crap. Really bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hope I'm hoping SmackDown do that tonight at the time of recording. Bloody hope um, so. Oh boy, Roy was Raw was bad. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I'm I'm glad you're reviewing Raw this week, because <laughs> I do not want to fucking touch that one. Um, I was watching it and shaking my head, not taking notes. Uh, anyway, moving on to WrestleMania. Um, well, back to WrestleMania, I should say. Uh, night one of the late edition. Um, Fightful reporting that Natalia had lobbied to basically get um, the women's tag team turmoil match on the show. Uh, the original plan was going to be that they were going to do the two women's title matches and do this turmoil match on SmackDown and have the um, the winners face Shayna and uh, Nia on night one, I believe. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Natalia really lobby to kind of do that uh, get that on the show just to get more women on the show it's cool like it's it's very cool they listen to her um, it is cool um and i'm i'm all for getting more women on the show i'm just disappointed at how poorly executed that setup was like they knew yeah. that, like it's it's not like that match came from out of nowhere it's not like the teams all involved in that tag team turmoil match came from out of nowhere and they suddenly cobbled it together. Like they've been building that for weeks. We all knew it was going to involve, it was going to be some sort of like multi-woman match. So A, for that yeah. to be like a last edition is kind of disappointing because they'd built that quite a bit. B, for it to play out like it did was also a bit disappointing because there was so much build for it and they really could have made that like a decent standout 
Like the women's tag division for me isn't really taken seriously. It's not that good. But you've got five or six teams there. You could have really put them on a pedestal. You could have really shown that off at Mania. You could have really done something good with it, and they didn't. But credit where credit's due, like Natalia lobbying for it is awesome. The fact they got it on there is also awesome. It's just disappointing that they didn't invest as much as they should have done in that. This could have been a time where they really said, look, here you go, start taking the women's tag team division seriously. And they didn't, for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, typical WWE, isn't it, with the, their approach with all this stuff. Um, again, they, they kind of just treat this, treat a lot of like the women as an afterthought, and it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing. Um, moving on, Fightful Select says that WWE management was happy with everyone who was asked to cut impromptu backstage promos during the WrestleMania 37 rain delay. They also note that there was never any real consideration given to wrestling any of the matches backstage. Continuing on from that, uh, Night One's rain delay and uh, Mandy Rose's uh, wardrobe malfunction have both been edited from the WWE Network version of WrestleMania 37. Thus far, they remain on the peak. A wardrobe stream. malfunction. There was a little, a little slip, a slip of the nip. I thought, I thought I was reading that note then and thought it was like. Mandy falling over. Oh, is it uh, fair enough? <laughs> oh no, I mean, it was just like you put sorry. It was it was um, Dana, Dana Brooke. That was it. My bad. Yeah. Well, okay. There were two slips from two people in the same tag team. <laughs> However, that's yeah. where I get this 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 weird thing. So management was really happy with impromptu backstage promos, and yet they cut them all out from the network. Well, we'll add them out. Like, yeah, it, you like them or you don't. Like, I love them. I thought that was arguably one of the best parts of the show. I thought it was really good. I'm gutted I didn't get a chance to properly rewatch it back with them. Mm. Um, because by the time I went to reach night one, they'd already they'd taken it, already. it off the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, I don't like the precedent this sets mm. because it means that the can just. Go like that with with them doing that, where it's something that was as in as inoffensive as them doing unscripted promos. Yeah, it means WWE can then like go, okay, we'll 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 take that we'll take this off this show because we didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and could revisionist be fans history. Loved, but we say it a lot, but yeah, yeah, it's it's so it, disappointing. Like we say, I loved it. Like we all said on the on on the the watch along. This is really cool. It gave us massive vibes of like kind of early nineties pay-per-views and like it was making the best of a bad situation. Like the first time a mania had been kind of postponed and delayed with, with weather conditions. And for me, like they pulled it out of the bag there by just being like, just go out, just go out and do something, go out and cut something. And it really allowed some people to shine there. Why would you not want people to be able to go back and watch that? Oh no, because it's, yeah. we haven't scripted it for them. No, no, we're only going to give you this narrative rather than oh, actually, these are these are talented people that can kind of flourish on their own without being like spoon-fed dialogue. It's disappointing. Yeah, it was like a real breath of fresh air as well. Because like, mm, mm. something you don't see. Yeah, um, absolutely. Ho hopefully, like that gets restored either on the network or on the YouTube, YouTube or whatever. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some really good promos there um, for sure. Moving um moving along, uh 
according to PW Insider, uh, there's been talk of WWE running SummerSlam 2021 in a stadium, either in Phoenix, Arizona, or somewhere in Texas. I can see it probably oh, be sorry, more Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, or somewhere in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> the way I read that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Phoenix was there. I was going to say Phoenix. Mania being in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be then cool. Texas like, is fucking massive. They could do it. Like, they could, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If I think we spoke about this a little while ago, like, at least until they can have full capacity back for stuff, just do the big four with some sort of capacity. Outdoor stadium, some people in attendance yeah. for it. I think that works. I think it's cool. Like, the ones that deserve it. Are the big four like I would I'd I'd argue Survivor Series doesn't need that Survivor Series isn't like it used to be. I wouldn't be disappointed if there no. wasn't a crowd for Survivor Series, but SummerSlam, Mania, and the, the only Survivor Series that I'm disappointed was there wasn't a crowd for would have been this year last year. Sorry, would take yeah. it because yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. cool with a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool though. They get a crowd back in for that. Like we, we said uh, numerous times that the the crowd made all of the difference for Mania, um, and it was it was so good to have that back. Uh, and I think we're gonna get some really cool feuds going into SummerSlam this year, and to have a crowd behind that again will will really help to to push those and 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 allow us to enjoy it as much as we did some of those moments at Mania. So yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yep. Moving on, PW Insider has revealed that Mia Yim has switched brands to SmackDown. At the moment, there is no word if she will remain as Reckoning or will revert back to her Mia Yim gimmick. Post Wrestling is also reporting that Slapjack has moved to SmackDown. There's also no word on whether he will be reverting to Shane Thorne either or maintaining his Retribution gimmick as Slapjack. I hope to God they revert to Mia Yim and Shane Thorne because otherwise, who's taking them seriously? <laughs> Yeah, give them a fresh start. I mean, um, Mace and T-Bar don't really feel like they're continuing down that retribution route, given past, uh, given what happened on Monday. Well, so, what happened on Raw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I hope so. Yeah. Medium's really cool. Shane Thorne is underappreciated. He's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. given the chance. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool in TM61. Like TM61. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. Even like his the larger faction of the Mighty Don't Kneel, like before they were in WWE, they were doing some awesome stuff. Was there more of them? Um, was there more than two of them in the Mighty Don't Kneel? I was there. Yeah, there was a couple of us, couple okay. of Australian guys who were in Japan. I forget who else was in it, but I'll have to do Google on it. But um, okay, yeah, it was it was they they were the two that got signed by WWE at, right, at any right, rate. Right. Um, moving on, uh, Jordan Wrestling Observer Radio Melter mentioned that. There was another. There's been another outbreak in WWE. Obviously, touched on it with um, with Raw um, having some problems after Mania, mm-hmm. um, but the company doesn't seem to want to talk about it, and they're trying to sh- like brush it under the rug, so to speak. Um, he said that um, that was part of the shorthanded aspect of Raw for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, shorthanded. I, I get, you mean shit. <laughs> yeah, I. I I get that. I get what he's saying with like them not wanting to address, um, not wanting to address the fact that there's been a COVID outbreak, especially because a couple of people who were at WrestleMania 
have come forward and said they uh, like fans have come forward and said they've tested positive for COVID. Mm. Um, so it after them doing like a massive event like that with fans in the crowd, yeah, it looks it's bad, not a good doesn't look it? If they come out and go, oh yeah, bad day, loads of people yeah. got COVID. Yeah, um, yeah. So I get that, but at the same time, like, don't brush it under the carpet the and and. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just I don't like this whole thing. When, like when like Drew addressed, when Drew addressed it, and even a couple of weeks ago, and Charlotte addressed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was quite refreshing because it was like, well, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not trying to dictate everything that's like going on. Like they, yeah, they're, they're literally acknowledging the fact that look, we're all in this situation together. Yeah, this is happening. It's affecting some of us. We're dealing with it and just, yeah, mm. just, it seems weird that they'll allow some people to be like, yeah, yeah, I had it. Yeah. This is why I've been off TV. And then when there's an outbreak or yeah. something else, they just pretend it like it's not happened and don't say anything like, just, yeah, very bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. Uh, so next up, Daniel Bryan uh, told BT Sport that his contract is up relatively soon and doesn't know what he'll do next. It's thought that his contract is up around about September, although according to Fightful, while discussing his expiring contract, he said he's trying to find a way to wrestle for WWE and other companies. That's interesting. That's called the Legends deal, Daniel. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, Legends can they, deal. Can allowed, they wrestle for other to... companies? Yeah, they just can't appear on TV. Oh, okay. I, I personally reckon he wants to go to New Japan. Do you reckon? There's a couple of people he said he wants to wrestle there. Um, New Japan, Japan, or New Japan Strong? Well, it would be New Japan, Japan he wants to go to, but I imagine there's a couple of guys like in New Japan Strong and in... Um, oh, Brian against Kenta, I would love to see. What's happened? Well, I've not seen uh, it. Yeah. I'll send you a link. It's on. It's on Ring of Honor's YouTube channel. Please do, because that's something I'd pay money for. Da- Daniel Bryan can't hear it out with his fucking ear because kids are kicking the heart. Wow, that's exactly why I need <laughs> yeah. to watch it. <laughs> it it's, a, it's a very good match. I'll send you the link after this. Um, awesome. Yeah, th- there's. I know he, he was talking about wanting them um, to face Abushi again, and mm. obviously, uh, um, yeah, it's, it'd, it'd be very, it'd be very interesting to see where he shows up. I, mm. I think he's kind of. He's had his head saying by someone, what and you that's mean? why he's saying. Well, like there's a lot of there's a lot of wrestlers on the like he he keeps his ears to the ground. He pays attention to the indies. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of wrestlers out there that are like that, of or are compared to Daniel Bryan. Jonathan Gresham's another one. I absolutely love oh, to mate, see Jonathan wow. Gresham versus Bryan for the they'd pure have, championship. They'd have an yeah. absolute barn burner. They, Give them like fifteen minutes to just fucking technical wrestle. It'd be awesome. Oh, oh yes. Um, but yeah, that this. I mean, I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to do a few bits in Ring of Honor. If yeah. you want to do some stuff um, in NWA, if you want to do some stuff in even AEW, there's, there's mm-hmm. a list of names in AEW. I'd love to see Brian oh, again, mate. Um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously, I I think it's probably going to end up in leaving WWE before he can wrestle elsewhere mm-hmm. but i don't know he seems to have a lot of sway though doesn't he he does he really does is he still a producer on smackdown i think so yeah yeah because mm. he even even like um part of that same interview he was talking about the main event and he was like really angry he got put in the main event because really? he didn't want to be in it. yeah he didn't want to be in it. 
he, he was like, oh, wow. He said, like, Edge and Roman's the match. Like, I, I don't need to be in this. Um, wow. I, I, I imagine he was probably even louder after all the backlash he got for being put in the match that mm. he didn't want to be in. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Mar- I, I, Marvel versus Capcom versus Daniel Bryan. All the other yeah. memes that went about. <laughs> DC versus the Mortal Kombat Universe versus Daniel Bryan. Um, Batman versus Superman versus Daniel Bryan. We'll stop. We'll stop there. We'll, we'll stop, stop there. Um, if you want to see more of those, however, there's about fi- there's about fifty of them on our Discord, which is Untitled Rest Pod. You spent you spent like all of the Friday afternoon before WrestleMania just full posting, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I had nothing better to do. I was sat in an empty house with no heating and no kitchen because I went back to my building site that is a house to go and watch. Uh, that is, sorry, my house that is a building site to watch Mania. I had nothing better to do than to post Daniel Bryan memes. You're Makes welcome. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, WrestleVotes tweeted out um, two WWE sources indicate that an event in Saudi Arabia prior to the end of 2021 is very much on the table. No. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? They've, they've got that deal for like, I think it was like 13 years they signed the deal for. That's mental. Which means they've got to, barring like stuff like COVID happening, which no one could have predicted, they mm. have to put two shows on a year in Saudi Arabia. So oh. it's one of them. Um, it's bullshit. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's crap. It's... It's yeah, not for me. But you know what? It's got a, they, they've got to contractually do it. Apparently, so you, you kind of you kind of just come to expect these days, don't you? Mm. And also, it's funny that this this always comes out when they've already got heat on them for all the shit. Yeah, and then like, suddenly, like <laughs> it's like, oh, we've just released uh, these ten wrestlers. Everyone's really pissed off because they're all really good. We're going to Saudi Arabia. By the way, we've still got this multi-billion dollar contract in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Ah, oh, dear. Yeah, not a fan. No, uh, next up, Sports Illustrated have said that WWE's plan for Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, I never know how to pronounce that. Pat. McAfee. Pat our friend Pat um, is to Top let him. Top Shagger Pat McAfee. Top Shagger Pat McAfee. Um, uh, yeah, apparently WWE's plan is just to let him be himself. This means not overproducing him. So hopefully not having someone just scream lines I, in his ear. And I am all for that. I'm all for it. He's but so Smackdown good. Down last week was fantastic. Because so of good. So, so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only, like, more that for was that. the demon fe- feature of SmackDown for me was Pat. Just, yeah. being, just being himself and just having a laugh and getting yeah. ahead and Joe. And like, that's the thing. If the... If they didn't produce, this is another thing that we talk about, like promos and unscripted promos. Same with commentators. If they don't overproduce the commentators, like mm-hmm. look at Michael Cole in the UK tournament where he didn't have Vince screaming. It was at it amazing. Here. Everyone was like, oh, he hang was on. Fantastic. Michael Cole can commentate. Yeah. He was so good. So, so good. Pat McAfee was brilliant last week. He's the reason I'm actually quite excited for SmackDown tonight. Just, yeah, yeah. Just for two hours of Pat in my ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my ears. <laughs> on the subject of announcers, um, according to the Wrestling Observer, uh, Mickey James had tried out as a TV announcer before Raw. Um, oh, sorry, before a WWE release. Um, I believe we saw that on NXT, didn't we? Um, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they were trying to bring her in as a commentator there, and I thought she did a fantastic job. I did. 
Thought she was great. I mean, Mickey James is awesome. She wants to wrestle. Yeah, Mickey James is awesome. Whatever she does in ring or on a mic, commentating, interview, whatever, she's brilliant. And it's an absolute travesty that they've let somewhere someone like that go, because in a women's division, certainly on Raw and SmackDown, that is floundering for want of a better word. When you've got not just an experienced head like Mickey James there, but a capable set of hands, a capable experienced head like yeah. Mickey James, who's been about like for years, like wrestled everywhere, knows the business inside out, like is so, so good. And you've got nothing for her. It's mental. It's, it's yeah. just, it's astounding. But, Wherever she goes after this, um, she'll do exceptionally. Um, and I, th- I think I messaged in the, in our, our group chat, um, or it might have been someone else, I can't remember. Oh, it was another group of mates. But basically, even if she went to someone like AEW, she would do incredibly there because AEW's women's division is seen as not the best, if you oh, like. It's getting, but it's getting better, though. Oh, it is it is getting oh better. And what I mean yeah. is bolstering someone with the experience well, and knowledge like yeah, Mickey James onto that women's division. Yeah, it's it, not to get too sidetracked on it because we've got another story about Mickey coming up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. But it, it's interesting <laughs> that we, you say that because like the reason that AW's... Well, and a key attribute and factor to that, uh, the reason why uh, AW's women's division's improved so much is because um, Serena Deeb, who was... Yeah, one of the trainers, right, one of the the trainers at the performance center. Yeah, 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 yeah. They signed her. Yeah, and um, her, Jerry Lynn, and Goldust have basically just all focused on getting. What, what a team of people to be trained by, Jerry I mean, Lynn, Goldust, I, and Serena. Am, like, yeah, and I, I don't know if you've seen AEW this week yet, but the women's title match from AEW this week was outstanding. It was really, it was one of my like favorite matches of this year. It wasn't it wasn't like a, a five star classic or anything, it was just a really good match. Just a solid, solid match. Yeah. But it was really fun. Yeah. Um, anyone who hasn't seen that, Ty Conti and Hikaru Shida, go check it out. It was oh, fantastic. Ty Conti, someone else who was in NXT that could have and should have had and been given a hell of a lot better. And it's really I mean, nice that we're getting to see that now. She's She's in AEW. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the last, like, three months, she's absolutely tall out down in AEW. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She's so she's good. good. We got not even flashes of that in NXT. But for me, oh. like, I always thought there was something there, but they just Same. didn't give it a time. Didn't give it a time. And it's 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 reassuring to see her getting that now. And, yeah, um, yeah proving a lot it, of people it's a nice, It's a nice light at the end of the tunnel for the people who got released this week as well, I think. Like, yeah. someone yeah. like Ty Conti who was doing hardly anything mm-hmm. in NXT and they've had a, just have a, like an awesome women's title match on yeah. Dynamite this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, sh- it shows what, like what they can achieve. So that's mm. good. Yeah. At Good least. shit. Good shit. More yes, of that. Boy. More of that. Yes, boy. Um, right. How, how do you want to, how do you want to do this? Cause there's a lot to break down here. <laughs> just straight into it, mate. There's, 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 there's a lot to break down from this. And I don't know. So, um, just yeah, for any, just run through it. For anyone who uh, hasn't seen on Twitter and Instagram last at time recording last night, um, so the twenty second it was, wasn't it? 
Yeah, twenty uh, second yes, of April. Yep. Um, Mickey James put a tweet out and a video on Instagram where she got a, ba- a box, cardboard box with all like a stuff that was left the TV tapings uh, in a bin bag that had a name on it. Um, and she tweeted wow. it. To, she tweeted Vince McMahon, um, saying that that thanks for the care package. This is what twenty years gets you and all this. Um, WWE pretty much responded immediately to this um, where like uh, Triple H, Stephanie and Johnny Ace all tweeted out um, admittedly Johnny Ace was literally copy and paste of Triple H's but you know <laughs> just, just a retweet it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's just just fucking Johnny Ace all over that isn't it um, <laughs> and they, they said the person who's responsible has been fired um, it later came out uh, Fightful were really in-depthly talking about this mm. uh, through Ace I I end up sitting most of the night watching it unfold. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fightful uh, learned that Johnny Ace had been calling up several of the release stars because it didn't just happen to Mickey James uh, to apologise personally and um, pointed the finger of blame at Mark Carano, who has since been released. Um, WWE, um, apparent, WWE said um, that while they do normally return the items, um, that it's usually just in a box. Um but then a few people of it, a few people did come out. Um, a few women's wrestlers, Gail Kim, Gillian Hall, Maria Canellis, um, and said, "Oh, mine came in a bin bag as well," which is just, I, I mean, disgusting. It's yeah, it's just it, it it it's like and I've seen people going, "Oh, well, they're sending the stuff back." What do you expect on Twitter? It's more the kind of, it's more the principle of it, isn't it? Like yeah. we've you've lost yeah. your job and then we're putting all your belongings in a bin bag and sending it to you. That's what we think of you. Yeah, I get, I get, like, I get, I can see why people are like, oh, you know, reacting about this about it. But at the same time, it's still like, oh, ah, it's just a kick in the teeth. Like it's a little, yeah, like something like that. You can handle a bit more tactfully, can't you? Yeah, yeah, and not even a box, even a box like a bin bag, like mm. a, you put your rubbish in a bin bag. You literally yeah. put shit in a bin bag. Yeah. And that's what um, they're putting your stuff in. Like, if that's not a fucking, yeah, it's not on. It's not on at all. Yeah. Um. So just there to keep on with this. Uh, so I, as a result, WrestleVotes put something out saying there's a lot of shakeups going on. It's impacting a lot of people right now. Um, and Fightful revealed last night that Nicole Zioli, John Cohn, and Dan Engler were all removed from their talent talent relations spots this week but those calls happened on Tuesday before uh, obviously John Cone's still a referee on a uh, main roster um, which one's John Cone is he the one that was Nicholas's dad Nicholas's dad yeah no way yeah but he's, what, he's so still he's, is he still, still a ref he's still a ref he's just been removed as like talent relations I didn't it even know he like talent he, relations I didn't <laughs> no <laughs> um it sounds like they've kind of re- there's two more names that got released, but I can't find them off the top of my head. Oh, here we go. Um, they've also released Mead Rust, who was WWE's vice president of communications. Uh, he'd been with the company for two years, and Joe Villa, who had been with the company for 22 years Ooh. and was manager of publicity and corporate communications. Um, he'd been he'd been working there only in the last year because he was originally working in fan services, which was obviously live event management, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like that, that's, that was kind of like a response to them. And Mark Carano, who was like, he was the vice president of talent relations. Then they brought back in John Laurinaitis and he was, he was dropped down to like the chief officer of it or something like that. Right. Right. So essentially the lackey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dog's so, body. Yeah. A lot, there's, there's been a lot of mixed response, but, uh, WWE made contact with Fightful himself and said um, they ex- basically to express remorse about the trash bag incident and um, said it was an embarrassing situation and they should it should have never happened. It was then reiterated that uh, they want to take care of it as quickly as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the tweets that Stephanie and Triple H have made. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephanie was seemed mortified about it. To be fair to her, yeah. Um, it was so so much so that like she literally tweeted it, tweeted this out, and then straight after tweeted out WWE's new tag tagline, which was then now forever together. Yeah, which you know, after after this happened, that's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> she's so she, she's just not self aware at all, isn't she? Nope. <laughs> um, so uh, Fightful then spoke with several wrestlers in the business regarding. Mark Carano and his ousting from his position in WWE. Um, there, there seems to be like a unanimous dislike for him. Yeah, um, I got that vibe. <laughs> there, there was like the the simple, they, they've said they've had simple responses of fuck Mark Carano to more elaborate explanations. <laughs> to the point. <laughs> um, and uh, they said that the it was basically always a, a very frosty response. A multiple former wrestlers called Carano a snake while one of them said they thought deep down he was a good guy and he let the power get to him um, there, there was a couple of tweets as well knocking about um, Gail Kim put one out saying um, saying this is karma and you're a bad person uh, wow. just went, went for the fucking throat just, just went for the jugular in. didn't she yeah um, <laughs> also Darren Young put um, a statement out uh, earlier today as well uh, ju- just before we start recording actually Um saying that Mark Carano used to always threaten him with firing him and stuff like that wow. if he didn't improve. Um, and yeah, along just to keep keep on this, because uh, there's a lot to like, kind of like break you say, up this, from. This, this is a big one for this week, so yeah. a lot to uh, digest. A long time WWE name has said that they think Carano will end up back in the company because he knows where too many bodies are buried, is the quote. Ooh. And that it was, a t- it was tough to take his word of face value um, that person had heard of the talent relations shake up and thought that the trash bag incident incident was WWE's perfect out to get rid of him. Um, again, wow. with with Mark Carano, for anyone who doesn't know, um, what kind of a person he is, he appeared on um, on Total Divas quite a lot, and I, I, I've personally I've watched it myself, but I've seen a lot of people who like whose response to him getting fired was he seemed like a piece of shit on Total Divas. Crikey. Uh, so yeah, I might I, I might have wow. to go and have a look at what he's like there. Yeah, yeah. Total um, Divas is on the network, mate. We can do a watch along of that if you like. Well, I just your Buffalo Lucha on the ground, do that instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, former talent seem to range from disliking Carano to loathing him. Um, which again is to, can be expected for someone in his position for former talent when his job was essentially to sack people. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, in fairness, that's a pretty shitty job position to be given to yeah. the person. What do you do? I oh, just sack people. Right. Yeah. 
So I mean, automatically you're disliked as soon as you walk in. It obviously isn't just that. Like it's talent relations. It's like discipline yeah. and talent. No, no, of course, of course. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure he was one of the people who was um, quite involved in the whole switch banning as well. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, isn't that? I think that's where I've seen his name mm-hmm. quite yeah. prominent recently in news. Um, current WWE wrestlers and staff told their Fightful that they could see this coming and that his power had effectively been muted with the bringing in of Johnny, like the return of Johnny Ace. Um, one current talent uh, was a bit more compassionate about it and said that many of the people who had issues with Carano also had issues with the office in general. Um, uh, the, pe- the person also said that when they saw Car- Carano had to discipline talent, it wasn't in a condescending or hateful manner over the past few years, but stated it was common in wrestling for different people to have different opinions. Um, so maybe he's tried to kind of change his ways a bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Twitch thing still fuck him. Um, and that his job was considered a lose-lose to a lot of people. And he was at the... F- and the fall guy point was reiterated but by a lot of current talent as well. Um, and the last little bit of this like report the fight will put up about it was that they'd heard that um, Carano had been fighting to increase the pay for referees reach recently, which is something that other people who are normal who've been in that position haven't done before. So, wow, yeah, that's like, a there's, weird there's, one. There's really like contrasting opinions there, isn't there? Yeah. So from from there, there seems to be like an overwhelming dislike for the man from yeah. a talent point of view, and understandably yeah. so. Um, sure, sure. But like, obviously, some of the stuff he's done for like referees and. Well, they're like kind of humanizing them, like mm, the office mm. to um, the wrestlers. It it sounds like there there has been some like may, maybe it's maybe it's because of him obviously losing his position to John Laurinaitis. Um, yeah, yeah, that it's happened. But yeah, it's I, I don't know. It, 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 everyone who's in like that kind of role in WWE in like the last sort of fifteen years seems to have been a piece of shit. It's, like it's a he, shitty role to be in, so why not hire a shitty like, person to do it? Yeah, like JR talks about when he was in charge of it a lot and he said he, he hated doing it and Bruce mm. Pritchard hated doing it as well. And they, they talk about it on the podcast quite frequently. Yeah. Um, obviously, John Laurinaitis is a bit of a slime ball, so you, you can see why <laughs> he's fit, like a good fit for that role. job, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I mean... It, the overall situation, it's a shitty thing that I imagine there's probably going to be more stuff re- like surrounding Mark Carano's abuse of power coming out in the next couple of days. As I said, um, people like Gail Kim, um, Maria Canellas, Darren mm. Young have spoken up about it. I know a couple of other, I've seen a couple of other ex WWE talents who have been gone from the company for quite some time now. So yeah, I kind yeah. of say, yeah, fucking me, he was an asshole. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it's what it is, isn't it, I guess. Yeah. Um, let, let's end the WWE news with some good news anyway, shall we? Yes, mate. Let's do it. Ronda Rousey has announced on her YouTube channel that she's pregnante. That's great news. That's really good. Um, I think... Why she show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did she not mention that, like, when she stepped away initially, is that she wanted to step away to start a family and, and this, that, and the other? So she called it her impregnation vacation. Impregnation vacation. Well, her wish has been granted and fulfilled. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's great news. That's awesome. Yeah, she she put a picture of um, her ultra stand up today. Um, yeah. I'm talking about how like they've been trying for two years. So yeah, it's, it's good news. It's good news all around. Yeah, really, really um, good news. And it, it's interesting because if she has a daughter as well, you know for a fact WWE are going to go on about oh, her and Becky's daughters. No, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> that's going to be the main event of Mania in like 2040 or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against Charlotte Flair. Um, <laughs> Charlotte Flair is 60 years old, like Nick. <laughs> Still, still shoehorning her way into the main event. Still goes over. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, congratulations to Ronda Rousey and her husband Travis Brown. Um, yeah, great stuff. Great for stuff. Quite some time. Yeah. Um, right, well, we've got no NXT news this week, so let's there's go nothing. straight. Let's go straight to AEW because there's a fair bit. Get a in. Few bits have added as well that I, that I uh, forgot to actually put in that. I, I had open on the phone. Um, so first off, um, this isn't really a news story. It's just like a nice thing. A ni- nice kind of uplift, another uplifting thing yeah. um, that Co- Cody Rhodes tweeted um, about saying that um, top lad Miro, whose nickname in the AEW locker room is the king of the boys because of all the good stuff he does for people in the locker room. Yes. Um, this is one of many stories that I've heard about him, to be fair, since he joined. I know... Um, um, I don't know whether he bought, whether he like got it set up or something, but he basically got um, he got like everyone and or a lot of people in AEW um, hooked up with some Xbox uh, stuff as well when the uh, Series X come out. Top lad. Um, but yeah, the king of the boys, Miro, uh, used his connections to set up a private screening of uh, Mortal Kombat for the AEW locker room uh, before Dynamite this week. Awesome. Um, We've all we've all got a mate that works in City World. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I mean, he got he got this before it come out. Um, That's pretty cool. That's, yeah, um, uh, good guy. And again, it's it's cool it's cool to see like um, that he, he he does seem like just a, a general top guy. Oh, he is. I watch a lot of his top Twitch lad. stuff, and he's just yeah, he's lovely. I've got a mate like one of my closest mates. Shout out to to Martin of uh, seventeen twelve. Um, he uh, is Bulgarian as well, and you froze. You just there froze again, there, mate. Am I back? You're back now. You ah, lovely. You froze lovely. when you were talking. For ah, okay. About ten seconds. Sorry about that, listeners. I did a little freeze on the Zoom call, but we're back. It's all right. Uh, yeah, shout out <laughs> to. to want to say that? Again. Yeah, shout out to my friend Martin, uh, Martius of seventeen twelve. He's Bulgarian, and we sing uh, Mira's praises all the time. And the amount of stuff that he tells me about him, and 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 like translates a lot of what he says on his Twitch streams from Bulgarian into English. He's just a lovely fucking guy. Just a really really nice chap. Like salt of the earth. Yeah, you, you just froze again there, dear. Ah, nonsense. <laughs> Fucking internet. <laughs> we're, we're almost we're almost at the end anyway. We're almost at the end. <laughs> Only six more news pieces to go through. Um, this one's you next, Troy. It is. It is. That's Fightful <laughs> Select. Fightful Select are doing a report. They've reported. They've said some things. They've said that Ricky Starks is fine after taking a scary bump on his neck in his match uh, against Hangman Page. 
Starks has shown up later in the show to check on Powerhouse Hobbs after his match with Christian Cage. Um, I've not seen AEW this week, unfortunately, although I had heard a few things about uh, a nasty-looking bump. Yeah, so basically the bump in question was uh, Ricky Starks took a German suplex off Hangman, uh, like release one, and he kind of landed on like his neck and then like rolled, he rolled through and back to his feet and no sold the German basically in the spot. Damn. So I don't know if it's just the way he's landed, it looked horrible. Like, right. but the fact that he stood straight up, I was like, yeah, he seems all right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obvious uh, the, concern from, from those obvious it. concern for Ricky Starks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially a guy who's like star power is there in the fucking his star power. You could say is um, absolute. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, you've just there. Uh, oh, there's there's another you, freeze. There's another delay. If then it cut like it cut you responding, and then you just you were just nodding after you'd said it. <laughs> so it just it just cut all that out. Um, ah. Dear, oh dear. Well, yeah, he's Ricky Star is very, very exciting uh, talent. Um, yeah, th- this this week's th- Dynamite actually was a really good kind of showcase of um, all their like future talent. There was a lot of a lot of really exciting, um, a lot of really exciting matches with people who you can see in a couple of years' time are going to be probably the top of the company. Um, yeah. Speaking of exciting future talent in AEW. Unfortunately, Darius Martin from Top Flight has revealed that he's under. I'll say Adrian will be out of action for some time. Um, Top Flight uh, was signed back in November 2020. Really exciting tag team. Uh, Dante, uh, Dante's younger brother is only 19. He's only like 21, Darius. So they've got plenty of time on the side, but very, very exciting team. Uh, one of my favorites to watch. Hopefully, speedy recovery for Darius. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Sticking with AEW, last little bit of news. uh, Jim Ross said recently in an interview that AEW is planning on touring again in July. Um, I imagine that would just be like in the first instance across the States. Um, But they have always been fairly keen in voicing their... um, voicing their wish to kind of do a tour and and do a a pay-per-view or whatever in the UK... Um, I don't yeah. imagine that's happening anytime this year. Um, but that's cool that they're touring, I guess. I mean, they're fortunate in that they've got Daly's place. They can have, they can have an audience in, in some small capacity in there. Um, and they haven't had to have been as reliant on stuff like the Thunderdome, um, which is cool. And it's a cool way to have adapted. Um, but AW have had that, that luxury of being, having to have some fans in there. Um, so yeah, it'll be cool to to get touring again if obviously everything in the states by that time is is okay and and they can have a, a decent number of people in there. Yeah, I, he didn't go too much into detail. So um, the, when obviously the pandemic started, they had like a lot of like dates lined up, and some they just flat out cancelled. Others they said will delay it till it's a bit safer. So I assume that the ones they kind of held off on the ones that have got like a bit more of an outdoor capacity to them. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see um, whether that even goes ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, m- moving on to the rest of the world now, um, from one commentator to another, Ring of Honor have announced that commentator Ian Riccoboni has signed a new deal until 2023. Um, 
I know his deal was due up, I believe, at March. And okay. there was a lot of kind of interest around him. Um, he's a he's a really good commentator. I really yeah. like him. He's, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know where he would have ended up because AEW are pretty much, they're, they're full up of commentators right now. Mm. Uh, WWE maybe, but then... Impact? Could have. Uh, Impact have just got like the new tag, the new... Uh, Commentary team though, D'Lo and uh, Striker, haven't he? Oh, I didn't realize D'Lo was staying on it full time because when I first heard D'Lo on commentary, it was on what pay per views that we watched? Was it Slammiversary? It froze again. Oh, I've done a freeze. <laughs> I, was just, I, was just, I was letting that play out. There we go. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, D'Lo um, and Striker, they, they're that was their debut on a uh, Bound for Glory, was it? You watched? Oh, it was it Bound for Glory? That was it. it I was, trying to remember it? what pay per view it was. Yeah, I think so. Or was yeah, it hard it to was. kill? Oh no, no, no it I think it was hard to kill. kill. It was hard the to one kill. Where Uran was a fucking mess. Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was like the one, <laughs> the one with the uh, with Kenny and the brothers. Nah, that um, was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to kill. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. I I don't know if you've heard much of much of his commentary, but he's Not a really good. Not at all. He's, I think he's the commentator on Retromania, you know. Um, oh, okay. Him and Cole Cabana. Him and Cole Cabana. Um, no way. But uh, yeah, he, he was uh, he was also on uh, All In. Uh, he was the commentator for that. It was him, Don Carlos, and Excalibur with the commentary team, and that was a really good team as well. Um, okay. So yeah, he's he's a very good commentator. He's got quite a like distinctive voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's he's really good. I, I enjoy him a lot, but well done for R.O.H. for locking him down. Yeah, sounds good, man. Solid, I say acquisition, just a, a, a continued acquisition. Um, EC3 posted on his Instagram this week that he has an infection and has been hospitalized for five days and will need longer to heal um, as of the 21st of this month, April 2021. Um, hopefully... He gets better soon because EC3 is fucking awesome. Big fan of EC3. Yeah. And like injuries to anyone sucks. But um, EC3 is one of those guys that like since leaving WWE has really forged a name for himself and kind of carved out a brand for himself and has gone to like various promotions and really not elevated the promotion as such, but just put a little bit of a spotlight on there. And he's always very proactive on social media, his Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. So hopefully he's better sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. Because he, he, he's he said, good for the industry. He's awesome. A big fan of his work. Yeah. He, he said then that it was something he'd needed to get checked out for a while and it kind of just caught up to him. Uh, oh. he, he posted a picture from his hospital bed and he was like on a drip and uh, oh he, he didn't, he, he looked, he didn't look great. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully get well soon. EC3. Um, sure. I've not, I've not seen ring of honors 19th anniversary show yet, but apparently his match with uh, Jay Briscoe was fantastic. So yeah, it's one I do want to check out. Definitely. Sweet. Um, and final month, uh, last cool little bit of news. This MLW, I've announced that they will. They have a new TV deal with Vice TV, 
and they will begin airing on May the 1st, uh, obviously Vice's home of Dark Side the Ring, mm-hmm. um, which also debuts later that week. So this is really well time for them. Yeah. Um, MLW been putting on some awesome stuff recently. Um, obviously, the tease and the return of Lucha Underground in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously they've got like some awesome talent in there, uh, like guys like Leo Rush, um, friend of the podcast, the Simone Werewolf, Jacob Fatu, uh, Mansoor, mm. the guy who's got like a lot of hype around him. And um, yeah, I mean they they're putting out a different looking product as well. Like I I watched um, what was it? They did the show the other week where they did like a match with like where the ring ropes which replaced with chains. And uh, the actual, no way. The actual like display of it was really cool. Like they've got, it's it's kind of like a like boxing or UFC where they've got like on across the top like the name of each like team or competitor. Um, oh, nice and stuff like that. And then like the t- yeah, yeah, how long the matches lasted and like got left and all. That's cool. Just a different presentation. Just sets it aside from everything else. It's nice to see. Yeah, and that that's um, something MLW has definitely. Yeah. Um, a little bit of related news, which I didn't put on here, actually, but there was also something that came out this week that New Japan were on the verge of also signing a TV deal with Vice as of last year. That didn't go through. This is now reportedly the wrestling TV deal that was on offer, and obviously MLW have got it. But yeah, supposedly it was originally for New Japan. Um, I, I assume New Japan strong. Uh, but yeah, could have been quite interesting. But I- yeah. I All the power to MLW for that. Yeah, I reckon it could have been uh, what New Japan have been putting on uh, Roku, which is like the... um, it, It's kind of like highlights of... Well, not highlights. It's it's, ma- it's specific matches from pay-per-views from last year. So right, like right, they right. did um, on one of the episodes, they had like Moxley versus Suzuki and Naito versus Evil, I think it was. Um, okay. And they, yeah, they just, they just kind of like, like the best of. It's not like a weekly TV show because the way... New Japan just kind of just tour and every like, yeah, yeah. on one of those tours they'll just they'll record it all every now and again on one of the tours they'll have like a match which mm-hmm. isn't just a six man tag match of yeah. all the people but yeah um, yeah I mean New Japan's TV deal in general is weird isn't it like they were with mm-hmm. Axis TV and then Impact yeah. um, Anthem Impact pair company bought the staging and then Impact got that TV deal um, <laughs> very odd yeah. very odd but yeah it's either way it's it, I think this is a masterstroke but being like yeah, two days before um, Dark Side of the Ring as well Dark Side of the Ring yeah so massive people who may not be who may be like lapsed fans or casual, casual fans who or, yeah, have watched it. yeah watch that and then you see an advert or they're going oh there's, there's wrestling on here I might watch that I might check that out um, yeah, man. Obviously, as well as like uh, the von er- the uh, von Erichs, Marshall and Ross, um, Kerry von Erich, not Kerry, Kevin von Erich's sons uh, mm. in MLW, and there's the Dark Side episode on the von Erichs. Um, That's brilliant. Brian Pillman Jr. was was there, and there's a Brian Pillman episode coming up. Uh, yeah, so happy it's, coincidence, it's, you could say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's very a uh, very very good deal though for them very happy for them and uh, absolutely yeah that that wraps us up mate that's the last little bit. that's the news that's the that's it when that us, without a hitch 
<laughs> no hitches, no internet no technical difficulties whatsoever. Nothing. Professionals Nothing always. like that. Um, always, always. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, Troy, uh, where can people find us over on social media, please? We are spread across social media like peanut butter on toast, mate. And if you don't like peanut butter on toast, have a word of yourself. However, we are on all social media. Come and give us a follow. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You can watch all of our previous watch-alongs parties. You can watch all of our previous special episodes. You can watch our Untitled Podcast uh, open mic session. Um, we're also on Discord and we're on Twitter and we're on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. You can find all of our gaming streams on Twitch. You can interact with us um, via the means of Twitter. And you can also join in all of our gaming antics, talk about anything gaming, anything wrestling, anything in between, and get involved with our usual Saturday night antics by connecting with us on our Twitch server at Untitled Rest Pod. Yes, boy. Uh, also, um, if you want to get your beer and beard fill uh, for your beard, go to thatchface.com. Um, they've got a vast array of beard oils, beard balms, combs, brushes, uh, T-shirts, hats, wash bags um use the code troy xl at the checkout for 25 percent. is it 25 20 percent? 20 percent, isn't it 20 i don't know why i said 25 percent. it's not 25 percent. it's 20 percent discount <laughs> um and a portion of the proceeds goes towards testicular cancer uk as well very very good cause indeed as for beer go to topropebrewing.com um they've just released um or oh, sorry the, as of at time recording on Monday, they're releasing their new line of beers, which include Papa, a rebrew of Papa Mango, Shock the Citra, which is a Citra IPA, Cold Stone Cream Austin Lemon Cheesecake Ice Cream Pale Ale, easy for me Ooh. to say, and all yes, of Hanau Chocolat Chocolate Stout, um, as well as a couple of good classics like Women's Revolution, Head of the Bull mm. on This Day, uh, mm. and all the other Canadian stone, Destroyer, Canadian Destroyer, all the other Cold Stone yes, Cream Austin. Um, variants, uh, American Nightmare as well. Um, but yeah, yep. they do a lot of really good beer. They also do lots of uh, they do apparel, t-shirts, hats, face masks, and glassware as well. Now, um, yeah, topropebrewing.com, brewed by our very own Big Tasty Ben Jackson. Top notch wrestling beers. Get involved, yes, boy. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. This has been the news by the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.